0: You are about to enter the world of the Face Off Hockey podcast.
1: Only it's only a game. Why do you have to be mad?
0: The cases are real. The debates are real. Their rulings are final.
2: This guy's such an idiot here. <laughs> this is your podcast. This is Face Off Hockey. Tiger, where are you? <laughs> Tiger.
0: We also didn't talk about how now there's going to be a one-eight. Wow, Mazda.
3: Just like that, boys, they're going home. Uh, Eight teams, but more importantly, our Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, They're going home. Um, I know you guys are probably expecting some yelling and screaming, but uh, honestly, I was saying to Mike Lasko the other night, I prepared for this, and I've been beaten, I've been abused, and I've been emotionally taken taken advantage of as a Leaf fan, and I'm not going to let them get to me this time because honestly – this is just something we're used to and we expected. Mike, how do you feel?
4: Uh, I am, yeah, I'm upset. Uh, I'm disappointed. <laughs> A lot of the shit that you just said, though, is how I've been feeling for the last I don't know ten, fifteen years of my life. So, uh, I I'm not gonna say it gets easier watching your team fail year after year, but you become numb to it to a certain extent. And I think that's where I'm at right now. Um, I'm actually, actually, I think after watching, we just watched the draft lottery. And after watching that, I think it might've just put me a little bit over the edge, a little bit.
0: Yeah. Oh, so this is you unhinged.
4: (laughs) This is me me trying to contain my emotions right now because I'm actually fucking pissed. But there's so many people I'm mad at and I don't know if any of them actually deserve my anger towards them, but that's just how I feel. Well, I'm just fucking pissed off.
0: You know what? I love rewatching an, an old movie too. So, yeah. you know what? Like I, as a it's joke, getting, it's getting too old. It's honestly getting well, too
3: old and it's, it's, yeah. you know what? It's the same movie over and over again, but there's different directors, there's different produ- producers and there's a different cast every single time, but yet they still make the same old fucking boring movie. And yeah. You know what? We'll get into it in a little bit, but um, yeah, we're, yeah. i know it's—it's uh, it's a Wednesday for you guys, but yeah, we just we should witnessed, talk about this. Guy. Yes, uh, episode thirty-three. They're going home uh, quickly off the top. Um, you can, guys can follow us on Instagram, Twitter at Face Off Puck Pod. You can listen to us Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Face Off Hockey Podcast. Subscribe. Uh, listen, Mike. You look like you're ready to snap. Um, we do have some big announcements, actually. Um, At the end of the episode, we will have our very first listener of the month, um, Mm -hmm. Thomas Rickus. Uh, He will be a friend of the show. He's been giving us a lot of flack on Twitter the past couple months. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to try and make him a friend of the show. Um, We're going to have him on. He's going to explain to us everything he loves about us. And then uh, it's kind (laughs) of why why I have the Raptors jersey behind my shoulder because, frankly, we're going to talk some basketball. um, And they're really the only team in Toronto that, you know, is professional, and <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it at that. But next week for episode thirty-four, well, the Blue Jays—I don't know about that. CAC they are
0: uh, they're whatever. They, yeah, I don't know the, like the
3: Buffalo Blue Jays. But um, episode thirty-four next week, um, we will have a guest on. Uh, his name is Aaron Ranson of the LA podcast and the new name on the front Toronto sports podcast. Um, me and Aaron went to uh, journalism school together. He's a really good guy. He's a big Buffalo Bills fan, a uh, big Leaf fan. Um a cool little fact or little thing that we'll have with him on Monday is they, him and his friend, um, I can't remember the name right now. This is bad, but his friend, their LA podcast, they have the official go ahead from the Guinness book of world records. They are going to be trying to set a world record for longest live stream running podcast. They are planning to start at some point on Sunday and go till Tuesday. They want to do a 53 hour podcast. So, if all goes to plan, we will have Aaron on at around 5.30, 6.00 Eastern time, and we will be jumping into their live stream of their wow. podcast, which will technically go down in the Guinness Book of World Records.
0: Woo! Pretty cool. That's pretty neat. Pretty cool. I bet you guys weren't
3: expecting me to throw that curveball out there. No,
0: (laughs) I like that. Yeah, so
3: that'll be really interesting. Um, Me and Aaron are going to work out the details, but go check out his show, the LA Podcast, and uh, Name on the Front, um, the Toronto Sports Podcast. But anyway, quick reactions. We're obviously going to get into the Leafs and the Blue Jackets, uh, Edmonton being bowed out, Pittsburgh being bowed out. We'll look at the actual playoff rounds because, yes, Edmonton, Pittsburgh, and Toronto—they missed the playoffs. I don't care what anyone says; they missed the playoffs. Um, and another team that missed the playoffs, the New York Rangers. Well, they just got a lot happier. Um, their rebuild might have just accelerated a little bit. They won the uh, mm-hmm. 2020 draft lottery um, in somewhat of a cringe-worthy 20-minute show the NHL just put on. Yeah, had it was Gary very nice. con- Yeah, they had Gary Bettman confirming the logos. Yes, that is the Panthers. That um, is correct. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, first line next year: Zibanejad at center, Lafreniere on the left, Panarin on the right. Disgusting.
4: Yeah, like I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking the Rangers were probably the team best equipped to shove them right in their lineup
3: right away. Mm, yeah, yeah, I think Minnesota and, like, and Nashville might have something to say about the Rangers getting the pick and not those two teams. Um, but yeah, he's going to fit right in that lineup as you're saying, Mikey. Yeah. But I'm
4: sure Detroit and, and (laughs) Ottawa and all those other shitty teams at the bottom, you know what? Fuck them. They're better than the Leafs because like, they're not teetering with their fans hearts. You know,
3: you're not getting, (laughs) not, not getting tortured, right? (laughs) Correct. Yeah.
0: I think it's good for New York, uh, obviously, but you know what? I'm I'm just thinking a lot about Henrik Lundqvist and what is going to happen with that three pronged goaltending thing. But you know what? He's probably, I don't, they're. He's gonna do everything he can, I think, to stay. People are like, "Oh, maybe he's gonna waive his no move." He has one well, more. Does year. he have?
3: Did, did, how? Yeah, how many years yet? He has one more. He year? He has
0: one more year, and they're like, and people were talking about a buyout.
3: I was gonna say, you think the Rangers will buy him out? I don't think he will. I
0: think they will try. Already his, offered yeah. it. Oh,
4: oh, they have. I think they did, and he's like, "No, I just want to hang out." Does the player have <laughs> to? Does the player have to didn't,
3: agree on that or or anything? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah,
4: because it's a contract. It's a binding agreement between two parties. So each party uh, has yes. to
3: agree to change it.
4: So,
0: right. so yeah. So that was okay. talking Business.
4: Yeah. Yes. Wow. <laughs> business minute.
0: Um, yeah, the business minute so, yeah. so, so I think it's um, brought to you by Coldwell Banker. But uh, it's you know I think it's a great. I think it's great. And by no, Palatine. No, <laughs> oh, Palatine. Uh, <laughs> Palatine. <laughs> but it's um, Andre Palatine. Oh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, I think Henrik, Henrik is going to – I think he's going to stay on as a backup, and I think he's going to love – he's going to – I think he's – I think it's going to be a good time because he's going to mentor Lafreniere, I guess, from how to, you know, handle the New York scene, having been there for so long. Um, the Rangers have never really been a, a team that I really care about, but it's hard not to care when you have Panarin uh, with a Hart Trophy uh, nomination. Zibanejad Jad had that 40-goal season. Uh, they do. Their defense is pretty all right. You know, uh, nothing like Toronto or Montreal, yeah. but they're, they're, they're a competent D and uh, you know, they just happened to lose three and O against a very hot and exuberant Carolina hurricanes team. So let's, let's go.
3: Yeah. I mean, do you got, I like Carolina. I know you say they just caught hot fire. and shit. I honestly, now they're They matched up against Boston, Boston, not playing particularly well um not well at all actually uh brad marchand has been not looking that good great um patrick sharp on nbc actually brought up a great point saying maybe marchand gets most of his jam and most of his game from just the energy in the building the crowd yeah Yeah. and
4: that's actually true or he's just playing another one of his mind games where he's like i'm just gonna go out
0: there and wait wasn't there
4: like shit and then you know wasn't
0: turn it up sorry cat go ahead <laughs> wasn't there a crowd when he missed the puck for that penalty shot Oh, there yeah. Was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh yeah um no screw boston i don't care what happens to them i just hope they lose uh but look haven't they been battling some injuries though
3: I think so. They've been kind of teetering on some injuries in and out of the lineup. Some guys, I mean, Chara is like what, 58 years old. Um, <laughs>
0: Give or take a few years.
3: Yeah. I think Tory Krug and McAvoy, they had some big injuries at some points during the year. Tuka Rask was hurt a little bit. Uh, I think he might've been unfit to play at one point or he sat out for a game or two. I'm, um, I can't yeah. remember exactly. Yeah. Cause Halak stepped in. Um, yeah. So, but before we get into the full breakdowns of the previews, um, congratulations, New York Rangers, I guess. Um, it kind of saved the NHL from having to explain why Lafreniere was going to play with Crosby or McDavid or with Matthews. Um, Brian Burke was on Sportsnet just before they did the lottery, and he had something to say. Uh, he He's said, "Fit." Yeah, he just said it's an absolute <laughs> joke how they were looking at all the teams in the lottery this year, and he, oh. they, I guess, some analytical guys broke down if they actually had played the full 82 game season, all these teams would have had like 88 or 90 plus points, and that's that doesn't look good. Um, yeah. I'm kind of in the, pr- he was talking also about how the flyers not too long ago with Nolan Patrick, they jumped up yep. like seven spots. Uh, the devils, I believe last year they jumped up quite a bit. Um, got a feel for Ottawa, got a feel for LA Detroit. Bu- yeah, well, not, not Buffalo screw Buffalo. <laughs> um, but yeah, screw uh, those guys. yeah, it's just it, not really fair to be honest. It's it, not, you know, it's I- not fair. And who knows? Lafreniere, he could be a bust. You never know how draft picks are going to turn out. It's why you play the games. It's why the time moves on. Um, there's no guarantees, but not very fair in my opinion. If,
0: if it's me- meant to be, it's meant to be. I mean, look, why did this draft lottery even start in the first place? Is because teams were tanking on purpose for Mario Lemieux. So then they started the draft lottery, and then Edmonton kept getting the first overall pick again and again and again. Dude, Although can sick- you
3: imagine? Like, Honestly, the worst case would have been Toronto or Edmonton. Yeah. Especially Toronto. And it's because they had all the eight GMs on the Zoom call saying like, oh, here's the representatives from each team. And they had Doobie in the top right corner.
0: he looked not impressed he he looked (laughs) looked like
4: a a failed recovering alcoholic like
0: (laughs) well but but like i'm saying like you know what like they've tweaked the law it's it's literally a lottery at this point it's a crapshoot because teams would be tanking 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 and then you know they i mean buffalo couldn't they kind of uh missed out on mcdavid but they got eichel as a consolation prize so you know what that's just the way it goes you know like i don't at this point like even if montreal was in it and even if montreal didn't get it i wouldn't i it's just it's the logistics yeah, of it like, I, I you agree know,
4: with you there Be, like okay. even even in the like in the perspective of the leafs like they don't deserve to get the first overall pick so i mean deserve- maybe, maybe it's like a glimmer of like hope that i was clinging on to to you know make me less of a depressed leaf fan but i mean at the end of the day, I, I'm not, you know, I don't expect that they should have gotten it.
0: I don't feel like they should have gotten it, you know? Well, they deserve a big kick in the ass after what happened yesterday. So Uh, should we get into that? (laughs) Is that next?
3: Yeah. I mean, I guess so. Um, There's really, I mean, kind of, was it shocking to you that it was the only series that went to five games? First of all,
4: you know what? I don't actually know if that's, I didn't actually know that until you just said that.
3: Yeah. They were the only series to go to five games. I thought, uh, well, before Shifley went down. I thought Winnipeg could yeah. push that series. Um, Minnesota, I was kind of expecting a little bit of a push for five games, but Vancouver kind of – Me too. I give it – got to give props to Vancouver, man. I, there's another young team with a young coach getting it done.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I'm not surprised because Toronto and Col- Columbus were very evenly matched, at least how I thought. Yeah. Uh, I think when it, had Winnipeg had Shifley and Line, a, those are game changers, man. I think that, mm-hmm. that series would have gone the other way. Yeah. Uh, you know, everyone was picking Pittsburgh in three. So in terms of, you know, going to five, I thought maybe New York and Carolina was going to go a few more. I didn't, yeah. I was not expecting a sweep.
3: Yeah, that was, that was pretty wild, but, um, I guess, yeah, we'll, we'll jump into the Leafs in Columbus. Um, so game five, yeah. uh, I'm going to start off the segment. I'm going to hit you boys with some, some numbers. And hmm. I want you guys to think of one word that describes these numbers and the pattern. So in 2017-2018, the Toronto Maple Leafs had 105 points. Uh, next season, 100 points. This season, 81. Mind you, they didn't finish the season, but that was still going to be probably under 90 points. In one word, what does, that sh- what
0: does that say? Well, that's not a word, but it's like a downward trajectory, right? Yep. Uh,
4: can I use a hyphenated word in the wrong way? Sure. Because that's the wrong way. It's supposed <laughs> to go the other way. Oh, wrong <laughs> way a- is the word. What <laughs> the fuck?
3: Yeah. <laughs> my word was going to be regression. Um, yeah. And do you want to point... Does anyone else want to point out uh, what the pattern is in that three, two-year span?
0: Um, just they were, They've lost their grit along the way, right? Like, that was... They had more grit when they had the 105 or whatever it was. And then they were kind of shaving off the, you know, the pugnacity and that truculence. I don't know. It seems like every year Dubis is in control. As a Bingo!
4: Yeah. Mike hit oh, the yeah, jackpot. Right. Seen- <laughs> Kyle
3: Dubis has taken over this team. They have regressed. Yeah. Um, I guess we could start with this year. Um, look, they've regressed every year since Dubas has taken over. Um, this is like, like I said, off the top of the show and Mikey agreed, I'm numb to this. I'm used to this. I had honestly that game four, that was cool. That was awesome. Means absolutely nothing. Now it all came down to one game, do or die. And okay. they choked again. Um, I don't know if it was a choke, you know, they didn't play like terrible, but they didn't play great. They couldn't score. Got to give it to Corpus Allo. Um, but like, see, I'm already trying to go off the rails. I want to try and keep this on like a straight even path. They've regressed with Dubis. Um, for the last 12 months. And you can even extend that into 16 to 18 months. If you want to go January, 2019, they have been an average NHL team. They fall somewhere in between 16 to 17 overall standings, eight ninth in the East. And guess what? That's exactly where they are. They yeah. are who we thought they were. Yeah. I average. was going to say that. I was going to say that yeah. exact
4: line. The Leafs are exactly who we thought they were. They're, they're what I thought they were going to be at the start of the season. I, I, I have nothing else to say. I yeah. mean, everyone's like, oh, believe and blah, 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 and they're really good and they have a chance. And, well, hold on. Know. I'm, I'm going to get to that. Whatever. R.I.P. R- R-
3: R- 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 the great Dennis Green for that unreal quote when he was coach of the Cardinals. The Bears are who we thought they were. And if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. And that's exactly what Leafs Nation has been trying to do. And you know what, Mikey, I understand the optimism now. It's because we're so used to the failure and the letdowns that any glimmer of hope we get, we run with it because it's all we have. But at this point, like I was saying before, it's like we were going to come on here and yell and scream. It's like, what for? We've done this every year. It seems like it, like, (laughs) like, I don't know what to do, man. It's like we said, I don't know if we were on air off air. Sorry, CAC, but, we were saying you said it's the same old movie, but I was mentioning it's different producers, different directors and a different cast, but it's the same
0: old movie. Uh, you know what? I think this optimism comes because of what the Leafs used to be just a few years ago. That you know they were yeah. they were talking about Ian White as their captain. They were uh, <laughs> offering Cody Cody an insane amount of money, which he turned down. Yeah. You forget people for sometimes, or they like to forget the David Clarkson contract and the Dave Boland thing and yeah, how they were bid for that. Wendell Wendell Clarkson
3: is coming back to
0: Toronto, right? So I think that that's where the optimism lies. Is now that they have great, like they have good and great players. Oh, don't the get thing me is, wrong.
3: Their talent this, is way better yeah. than it when where it was five years ago, ten years ago. The difference is where this team was against Washington and that yeah. first season against Boston. Yeah. That's the team
0: I want. Yeah. That's the I team I want. Agreed. And, I they've and they've regressed and they've changed styles. Because of Dubis, and and and, and with, with and I think what Dubis has been turning a blind eye to is that eventually, at some point, offense does dry up, and then what do you do? You they don't have it, like uh, and also they're not in, in, entirely a clutch team. I'm gonna run some numbers at oh, you. Oh,
3: they're the most unclutch, and they're Matthew- not
0: they're most inconsistent. So taking into account the 2018-2019 Game 7 losses, as well as what happened yesterday, they have combined for only, now I'm talking Matthews, Marner, Nylander, and Taveras. Now Taveras wasn't there in 2018, but you know what? He was there for two out of the three. So I think it's all right to say this. They've only accounted for one goal, three assists between the four of them in that span. They were outscored 15-5 to in those elimination games all right this team as i have been saying all year does not have the mental 40 the fact that they even stretched this to the game five was absolutely insane <laughs> yeah and, like i, I couldn't Literally. And I'm literally like, you're thinking, man, how come this team doesn't play like they're down three and zero with a few minutes left all the time then, because yeah. they're not dictating the play. I don't understand it. I was it's going a- off on a Twitter rant and I'm not even a fan of this team. Like, it's just ridiculous to yeah, me. Bokak, the
4: thing that you just said, sorry, I'm my focus is off today because I'm just all over the place mentally uh, in the sports world. Um, but so it brings me back to what I said last week about the Leafs is that they They seem to be comfortable, whether they play comfortably or not. They seem to be comfortable playing at whatever pace the opponent opponent play is playing at, right. and that's a big problem. They don't dictate the play, and and I think that's their biggest issue.
0: And the other thing: why was Keith tampering with the lines? Yeah. Like, oh, you have okay. you activated Andreas Jonsson. Why from are you EIR. doing that?
3: Why are you doing that? Why in now? Game five.
0: Why are you throwing?
3: You know, Nylander didn't have a great series, and. I've got, we've got our, we all have our problems with Nylander and who knows if he's going to be here in the future, but the poor guy, man, you're throwing him at center. The guys come like, yeah, he's played center before, but the guy's not played it all year. You're throwing him out there. That's what caused that too many men on the ice to start the game because he was confused. They're lost. And I know Tortorella today was out there defending Keith saying, you know, a lot of people in Toronto and the media, they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know the game, but it's coaches backing up coaches kind of thing. He, Keith completely got out-coached by Tortorella in that game. Oh, absolutely. Um, got I mean, out-coached
4: by him the entire series, in my
3: opinion. Yeah, but. well, exactly. I mean, the better team won. That's what usually happens in a series in hockey. The better team always comes out on top. And yeah, it was back and forth. And, you know, the, there's not much to kick and scream about about the Leafs playing terribly because, you know what? Yeah, they lost the series, but I don't think they played overly that bad. They didn't play fantastic. Yeah, but, but they, is that but it better was a, than
4: them playing bad? Or worse, well,
3: I don't know. I mean, they lost, so it doesn't matter. It inevitably the results are the same, like they lost, it doesn't matter. Well,
4: I don't know what's even more. They didn't get
3: the doors blown off them last night, they didn't get steamrolled by, they the might Columbus. as well
4: have. I mean, they, they, the yeah, Columbus. I get it. I
3: get it. A loss is a loss, dude. But
4: it's like, it's like that episode of The Simpsons when Homer's boxing, and he's, I think I've also mentioned this on the podcast before, and he's just. The other guy's just throwing punches at him until he gets exhausted. Yeah, and then- Frederick
3: Tatum letting Homer Simpson and correct he's just eating punches.
4: Right. <laughs> so the Leafs are whatever that guy's name is that you just said. Frederick Tatum and Columbus is Homer Simpson. He's like, I'm just gonna wait back, wait from sit back, wait for my chance, yeah. take it, and then I'll do the same thing. But my, my but
3: but my point is what I'm saying, Mikey is um like yeah. it it doesn't matter if they got blown their doors blown off or if they had a one, nothing loss, a loss is a loss. And they're, they're going home. But what I'm saying is, but the fact that they didn't play over. (laughs) Yeah. The fact that they're not playing that they didn't play like overly terrible. It just goes to show you how flawed their style of play team It isn't built to win. They're built too much on offense. And In the playoffs, it just doesn't happen. And I was seeing on Twitter the comparison. One of the guys from TSN had tweeted out, who is the DeMar DeRozan of the Toronto Maple Leafs? Who's the guy that has to get traded? Who's, like, Dubas, uh, he's still here. Maybe Shanahan's got to pull the strings. But he's got to pull a string. He might have to make two massive moves where it's going to shake that locker room and it's going to wake people the fuck up and it's going to be like, okay, Like, yeah, you got it. You're not just moving players for the sake of moving players. You're moving in pieces now. If you have to, dare I say it, let Freddie Anderson walk or maybe look at getting rid of him because you can bring in a piece to help your team, then you do it. You're not just going to move out pieces to move money around. Teams are going to be two strapped to the cap. It's going to be a flat cap ceiling. You know what I mean? If you're going to move guys out, it's to make hockey deals. You'll probably see some one-for-one trades. I'm not saying the Leafs are going to make one-for-one trades, but if you're going to see trades in the next year by any team, probably the Leafs, it's going to be like the Johansson for Jones, Larson for Hall, Subban for Weber. I mean, it could go one way or the other, but those are the kind of trades that are going to have to happen in Toronto.
4: You give any 32-year-old like a, you know, $12 million, $20 million to play around with. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to get trigger happy. You know what I mean? Like, like Dubis, in my opinion. So I have an analogy that I've sort of been, it's just been sitting in my head for a while. It's like when you give like a kid $20 to go to the store to pick up some shit that you need and he comes home with like a shitload of candy or something like that. Or like, or for example, okay, sorry. I need to, I need to throw this one out there. So it's like, it's like you're given $20 to feed a family of five and you go out and buy one tiny little piece of filet mignon when you could have bought like a bunch of eggs and some bread and you could have fed the whole family, but instead you got this super expensive, delicious, tiny fucking medallion of filet mignon, and it looks great and people are excited and then they eat it and then they go hungry and I'm fucking hungry because I'm I'm <laughs> sick of this shit.
3: Well, so I think what you're trying to refer to is them being half their cap, almost half their cap dedicated to four or five players. Is that what you're Listen, saying?
4: That's exactly what I'm saying. You know, a year ago, around uh, maybe about a month or two ago now, when the Leafs were eliminated from the playoffs last year in similar fashion. Hey, hold hold uh, on.
3: They actually made the playoffs last year.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they point. didn't make you're it. You're
3: absolutely right. Fuck.
4: Um, <laughs> so at this point last year, I was, I was in an ongoing debate with several friends of ours, uh, Leaf fans about how we spent so much money on these three players, but we continue to lose. And I actually broke it down to how you much did, we yes, were I do paying remember this. by point. So how much the Leafs were paying by each point that I also, I did it by team as a whole. And then I did it by player individually and William Nylander, we were paying him the highest amount of money per point. And it just goes with, it's the same with Matthews and Tavares and Marner. Uh, And it was just like, it was just a. See,
3: dude, hold on. I know know what you're saying. And it, it was a great way you broke it down. I remember that when you broke it down for us. But like, there's no point in getting so angry about this because this is something we've known. Like we've known no, this. I know. like no, the, I I knew this. A lot of people yeah, didn't want to listen it,
4: to it. They didn't want to admit the fact that, yeah, maybe we did overspend on these guys. Maybe these contracts are ridiculous. We did know that. Yeah, we know it, that but it's con- so
3: obvious when you look at a team like Columbus and you look at a team like Montreal, and honestly, a team like Chicago. I know Chicago's a little bit older, but look how they're built. Like you have teams, Edmonton, Toronto, more like more to my point that are just top heavy. And look, look where they are exactly where they should be. Not in the playoffs. I've,
4: I've always loved, I've always loved hockey because it's never been an individualistic
3: sport. This is, most, sport. this is the most, this is the biggest team sport of right. all. I, I was saying this to one of our friends, this in soccer, football, it, this are the two most team sports. You know what I mean? Right. You can have one or two guys in basketball, yeah. uh, I mean, football. It's like it's weird because it's like two different teams on one team. Like right. the offense doesn't even talk to defense. You know what I mean? But you yeah. could have a quarterback, a guy who throws the ball. Look at the Patriots. They had Tom Brady, one of the best of all time, and they had plug and play guys for years. Every now right. and then they would get a superstar, but they would still win. You know what right. I mean? And but with hockey, it's it's so it's like it's so obvious. Yeah. And this is why I, I can't even. I'm not even surprised because the Leafs were inconsistent all year. We know they put all their money into forwards. They focus nothing on defense. Dude, the Tyson-Berry trade is... Honestly, it's going down as one of the worst trades in Leaf history. That's saying something. A hundred years of history.
4: He sucked. He sucked. All year, he sucked. I said it gone. He's gone. So don't worry about it. He's gone. I I know, but it drives me fucking crazy. Like, watching a game with Mm -hmm. Tyson-Berry in it every time... Cock, I'm sorry. I just need to let loose a little bit. Mm -hmm. Watching a game with Tyson-Berry, man, I it was so frustrating. It was the most frustrating to watch him go out there and just
0: be shit. He's just shit. That's the bottom line. Like I. Cat, <sighs> jump, jump in. Uh, okay. So here's a few things. The, the, I'll start. I'll go with the Barry trade because that's what we're talking about right now. And then I'll just work my way back. Uh, the Barry trade that did not age well at all. Uh, but at the same time, you know what? You had to trade Kadri. He got suspensions in consecutive playoff rounds I that costed, The Maple Leafs, the series, both series, really against Boston. I still believe, especially last year, if Kadri is in that playoff round, the Leafs win. Um, Barry was also even
3: more. Why don't you?
0: Well, just can I interject one second, Cax? So
4: I'll let you go. I'll let you continue, but I just want to say it's bad that the Leafs can lose a player like Kadri and it can ruin their entire series. Like you'd expect that maybe for your first line center, your goalie, but that's your that's your third line center, like. Yeah, or second line center, but it's a
0: domino effect. Right. And that's the thing, I guess, but I mean, you see
4: teams like Boston continue to get injury ridden and they're fine because they're, they got a proper system in place there. Sorry. Continue. I don't even remember what I was saying right now.
0: Uh, oh, Barry. And then Barry comes in, and after having a, the best year of his career, Babcock doesn't deploy him well. He has that one good spurt, and then he's going back to mediocre. But the other thing is, people were talking, and we, it was said earlier, I forget when, but like Freddie Anderson. Freddie Anderson's numbers were all right. They were good. He just didn't have make the opportune save when they needed it. Martin Morenson, Cody Cece, oh my God. Those are house leaguers back there, man. It was it was yeah. it was horrible. And I also want to say, I there was, yes, Toronto had a lot of shots on target, but they weren't high quality chances. That made, it had made Corpo Salo look pretty good. Everyone's like, oh, Corpusalo played out of his, out of his jackstrap. He was so amazing. No, he wasn't. The Toronto Maple Leafs weren't taking that many high quality chances. And I can make happens, saves
3: if I get shots at my chest too. Right.
0: Exactly. So, so it's like, he's not having to like twist and turn and go out of like his way to make these saves. They're routine stops. He wasn't tested that much. Yeah, he had 32 shots, but like, it's nothing that, you know, no sweat on his back. And, you know, Elvis, he, he, Elvis Merzlikens, same thing. They weren't, it wasn't until that last three and a half minutes where the Leafs played to the standard that everyone was thinking that they could. The thing is, they weren't sustaining that. They didn't sustain that at all, all season, all series. It was just a combust, just a bomb that just imploded on itself. And. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, tr- make hockey deals. How, how, how you have a strap cap, $81.5 million flat cap. You have to re-sign some people because, you know, you ha- there are RFAs. Honestly,
3: some dude, people- I'm sorry. You don't, they don't have to do anything at this point. They don't have to sign people. In, in my eyes, there's three guys that are untouchable. It's Tavares, it's Matthews, and maybe Morgan Riley. That's it.
4: Dude, Morgan Riley is the only player, and Matthews are the only two players that, in my opinion, have, are, first of all, they played at a way higher quality than all the other players, and I think they're the two players that they should focus on and just build a different team around them. They also don't have, like, I mean, just, like, slapping a team together like Dubis has been doing obviously doesn't work. Like, you need to form a dynamic, a team dynamic, and, like, when you're switching guys in and out and, you know, trying to just plug pieces, plug and play here and there. I mean, you can so see that come out in moments like
0: the playoffs when they're so not in sync. It just yeah. looks, it just but looks dirty. There's Soft. no reason that Keith manipulated the lines the way he did. I don't. I I was just. I'm like, why? Why? This is a thing you might do game one. You don't do this in a do or die scenario, especially when the roster that. I mean, yeah, Muzzin was out and it hurt them, but like especially when the roster that you had the game before ended up winning in OT. So, and Johnson didn't look that great. He looked like a guy that was, well, yeah. Hadn't played a game since February. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. You let's know? be real. Oh, when he, yeah. when he was healthy, he didn't look that great. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so I think he's gone. I think if you're going to yeah. trade somebody, look, Kerfoot well, was gr- so good in the penalty kill with Capitan. I think those two should stay. Cause everyone's like, get rid of Kerfoot, get rid of Kapanen. Are you kidding me? Kerfoot those guys. Was are your penalty kill. Why did it? Why did they wait for so long to put Kerfoot on the penalty kill? That I have no explanation for. All right? And okay, I think Janssen's the one of the guys that's the odd man out in that scenario because it's always between those three. So I'm like, well, get rid of Janssen. You don't need him. You had Robertson who was doing better.
3: Okay, yeah. what do you get for Janssen though?
0: I don't know. Well, it's, they're not going to go for a defenseman that they need, I guess. I don't know. You, well, well Johnson, you want a I'll hockey right now?
3: Janssen and or Kapanen and or maybe not the two of them, but either of those two together or just one of them, you're not getting a player you need.
0: Well, and they're don't over don't the just, cap right now.
3: Yeah, but don't just get rid of them just to get rid of them. I mean, if, you, if you're going to move out guys, you got to, like I said, you got, this is, has to, they have to start to move a moves. big guy. Yeah. They have to start making moves that improve the team. And I heard something today, and it was a great reference point. Jim Rutherford, when he was GM of the Penguins, he moved out 30 goal scorer James Neal for Patrick Hornquist. One for one straight up deal. Paid off pretty well. No? I yeah, mean, it you, did. Can, you can, at the time, you can maybe say Pat, James Neal is the way better player than Patrick Hornquist. Maybe not way better, but he was definitely the better player. More to the elite goal scorer. Patrick Hornquist came into the Penguins. He fit in perfectly with that team. He plays with Jim, and he could still put the puck in the net. And then look what happened to James Neal. I'm not saying if you move out, guys are like you're going to have the reverse Tyson Berry effect on the lease. You know what I'm saying? But you honestly have to consider looking at moving guys like Nylander, maybe wow. Marner. Honestly, I'm ready for the le- move on from Travis Dermott. He's not who he's yeah. going to think we're going to be. You- I don't know if that well, the thing with,
0: <laughs> Well, the thing with. Neil, yeah. The thing with Nylander is Nylander's is not like he's got a 6.9 a year million dollar contract. Nice. Yeah, but, but like, he had
3: 30 goals this year. So there is a little bit yeah, of value. Fuck but, that
0: bitch. Fuck that 30 but, goals. But Dubas promised him oh, he wasn't going to trade yeah, Masai
3: him. also promised DeMar DeRozan. And then 10 days later, he shipped his ass out to San Antonio. And guess what? We won a championship. All right. <laughs> I definitely. I don't care if Nylander gets his heart broken. Or, you know what I mean? Or he's got to uh, move away from his friends in Toronto. Grow up. This is a business now. If you're yeah. not going to play the way you're supposed to play, the way you're going to get paid.
4: If you're not doing
0: your job, you're fired. I guess yeah, that's but, what I'm saying, Brooksy. Good. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Legit. In, this, in the season, in season, though, Nylander wasn't that bad. No, he, dude, he wasn't. He was guy? Dude.
4: Listen. No, no, no. Stop. 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 No, 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 stop, set, stop, no, stop, season. no, no, season. No, so no, 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 no. Stop it. Stop it. Stop sugarcoating it. You're no better than that other guy that we talk about on Twitter all the time. No, oh, you can't deny thirty that. goals this is guy, a bad season. This guy is is notoriously lazy. He's yes. notoriously clumsy with the puck. He's great stick handler, yet he somehow continues to give the puck away in the neutral zone in in situations where we can't afford it. He's the reason why there was a two on one goal in the in the previous game. I mean, it's great he's scoring thirty goals, but we have enough goal scorers. K, I need some guy. I need someone on the team that can, is not We have
3: enough goal scorers. Three goals,
4: oh. five on five the entire yeah. series. So, so like, that just tells me that there's there's, there's not a balance. You need no. A balance. Yeah,
3: exactly. I was just going to say, all that tells me, and we're, we're going to move on, but all that tells me is the Leafs are just flawed. They're poorly yeah. built. And they have <laughs> the wrong style for playoff hockey. And honestly, that's all that matters is playoffs. Well, yeah. All that matters.
0: And you play the game, to win, the, win game. the game but but you were talking about how hockey is a very like a team oriented yes. sport look at connor mcdavid 9 points in 4 games yeah. and they exactly. still yeah, honestly, couldn't yeah. get it done yeah. like how just i guess segue uh, but like you look at the oilers like what more does connor mcdavid have to do to pull this wagon that is the edmonton oilers like the way like, Mikko and that miko koskinen in that in those dying minutes what the hell was he doing like he just he just gets out he leaves to go to the bench and then he touches the puck that was going wide right then and there over that's it yeah. and you can't like you know there there's some depth yeah they have Darnell Nurse they have Ryan Nugent Hopkins they have and Leon that's Dreisler. where
3: the puck stops <laughs>
0: like you exactly like you can't you know Chicago. Yeah, they they played really well, but they're not the best team in the NHL. Like how no, are you getting
3: but guess that? what? They've been there, done that, and they know right. what it takes to and they, win in they playoff hockey have, situations.
4: Right. And they also have core guys that have been with the team for a long time. Champions. They're vets, right. They're champions. They know what it takes to win. And regardless of whether or not they're the favorite team to win, they go out there and they try their best and they do everything that they can do to win, anyways. They don't just go in there and say we should win this. Therefore, we are going to win. No, they say we're going to win. That's it. That's all they. Yeah, say. I
3: don't. I don't know what Pittsburgh has to say because Montreal they've got no champions. <laughs> and oh, you know what? I kudos. Honestly, kudos to both you guys, both Big Hab fans. Um, <laughs> kudos, man. Like. Listen, Not much you to say.
4: Me, you don't see me cheering and. No, super no, fine. no,
3: but I got some screenshots that yeah, I'm keeping yeah, in, well, my well, I said, in my archives. In my folder. Say it right now. In my folder that says Life <laughs> <Mike laughs> Loves the Habs. There's a yeah, picture of you in a coat and a toque, and now there your- is a screenshot. Now, I will try and pull up quickly as well, I am well, on the fly. Well,
0: his, his own father <laughs> I'm not even told me. We had a video on our Instagram. Shout out oh, to that. But the thing about the Montreal Canadiens is Pittsburgh just flatlined. They just flatlined. <laughs> 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 but um, the thing, what did I say when we did our Eastern Conference preview? Montreal found a way to neutralize them, okay? Ryan's… Uh, right. Yeah, you want to know what their oh strategy God, was? Hold on.
3: He's, re- he, he's here. God, Carey Price. He's in. He's in my. He's in my room.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so there is that. But they also neutralized Pittsburgh to the point where they were useless. And Mike Sullivan playing Matt Murray as much as he did. Come on. You had Tristan Jari. I I completely as an all-star. agree. I I think that
4: was an absolute mistake
0: right from the get-go. Hornquist, and you only put him in the last game, right? Hornquist, especially yes. Hornquist, especially. But the Penguins were more interested in getting penalties than they were of actually playing <laughs> the game. Like Hornquist is like diving. They're looking at the ref. McCann's doing the same thing. Crosby's being a little bitch again because he runs into Carey Price and Carey Price is tapping him. Like, hey, you already? Like, Fuck you, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I saw it. I was actually, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty jokes, though. I was first <laughs> over on and I'm be crappy. Like, <laughs> fucking grow a pair for God's sakes. So you have three cups for goodness sakes. This made me sick just watching yeah, a share, man. I'm just saying he's better than that he should be better than that and he hasn't changed since he entered the league as an 18 year old fucking pussy but I'm telling you you know what at least he's
4: a pussy that has a drive to win Not only yeah, this, but he worried, has the worried. drive to win. Were, I want to see I, I want to see fucking Nylander crying. I want to see Marner crying. Fucking cry! Show me they some emotion. cry. But that's don't only when the cares.
0: Xbox gets out of power. Okay, <laughs> that's, exactly that's right. when they cry. That's all right. Exactly don't right. tell me they don't get emotional. Damn it! Yeah. But I'm telling you. I'm telling you. They True. were more focused on getting penalties, and it's like, what are you doing? Like you, you're the Pittsburgh Penguins. Like how are you relying on the referees because they're used to that? But I'm. T- but but you know what? They neutralized the uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins all did and they have a huge task with the philadelphia flyers because they're not going to go on autopilot this time around malcolm no. what the hell were you doing little yeah. M- 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 moscow mules or something in soviet russia moscow mule drinks you he, he was actually <laughs> spotted
3: outside the bubble with sergey bobrovsky Oh, no. <laughs> just kidding that was that's maybe false that's their uh, fact yeah. check that's that's false that's a false report brought to you by <laughs> Palaton. um <laughs> Well, I want to know yeah. who was
4: spotted outside of the bubble, though. The entire Toronto Maple Leafs organization.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, lost. enough, 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 enough. I'm used All to this, right, dude. I'm we're not Toronto. doing this. Like, there's no reason in getting yeah, upset. I'm used to it, too, They are who we thought they were. They're mediocre. This is They're the, first time, this is the first time
4: I can voice it on a podcast, on a public platform. Fair I got. I got a lot of years of pent-up bullshit Well, inside. man,
3: I don't know what you're upset about, dude. You still have a team in the playoffs. I'm not fuck off. <laughs> so no, do what. My second, my second favorite team is in the playoffs as well, and we'll we'll jump oh, in with that. Yeah. But um, it's probably going to be the best round to watch, the most enticing, the most storylines. Columbus, Tampa Bay. Um, I don't mm. think I not. I don't think anyone is going to predict a sweep, and, and no one did last year. But no one's predicting a sweep this year. Maybe for Tampa. Um, Tampa's they're going to come out swinging. Um, this is going to be a big test for them. Uh, yes, Columbus's team is going to look completely different than last year, but I mean Tampa, Toronto kind of built the same. Columbus can yeah. play the exact same way. So
4: I'm gonna go out on a I, limb and I, I think I think Columbus could take him down.
3: Yeah, I was just about to say I won't be <sighs> yeah. I won't be surprised, but it would be a little shocking if Tampa loses again with this kind of team they I, have. And you know what? The same questions will be going in Tampa if they end up losing to Columbus. The same stuff will be happening like it's happening here in Toronto.
0: They were in their heads, man. Free real estate in there. Look, it's, isn't it funny how Artemi Panarin, Matt Duchesne, and Sergei Bobrovsky, who were like the big three in Columbus last year, are not even in the playoffs anymore. We don't yeah. even care about Zingle. Fuck them. But like, Wow, good point. But Jonas Carpasalo, I know I was saying that the Leafs made him look good. He's had a, a, a really good season. And Elvis Merzlikins has been pretty dependable himself. I think Nick Foligno has got those guys bought in in this mission. I know we were laughing like, you know, oh, he's going to disappoint his kids. But if you look at that guy has the eye of the tiger, man, the edge. And I think that Tampa Bay might get a little spooked. I think they might. I think they might yeah, get, well, you know, flashbacks uh, from Nam. And I think Colorado <laughs> is just, well, it, I mean, they, they were spooked. What? <laughs> okay.
4: All
3: right. Anyway. <laughs>
0: I'm not, no, no, it, it was, the, I actually you know,
4: agree with you, CAC, though. I, yeah. I, I, I think it's a statement that the Columbus Blue Jackets captain is like a third line grinder <laughs> that's I mean captain is someone you want to look up to, someone you want to yeah. kind of model your game by, someone who's has a work ethic that you should mirror. Yeah. And that's Fellino. I I think he's a piece of shit. I think he's a diver i think he takes cheap shots but hey hold on hold
3: on this guy has liked our posts leave him alone yeah he's (laughs) our
4: blue guy man he just hurt me personally by beating my team so i mean yeah some of these comments you know they can be taken a little with like with a little bit of a grain of salt uh i like i said i like him as a player i i would love to have him on our team why because he's got the work ethic. He he's got the right mindset and like, he's just
0: truculence. I,
4: I don't like, I just like having him. I, I like having a captain at third line center grinder, whatever. Right. Just, that's just how I, I, I just, I would like to yeah. see more of that.
0: Right. I, they're really Columbus is really good at neutralizing heavy offenses and Seth Jones and Zach rowensky man, do those guys go to work yep. and yep. they, they just, they're a team that, you know what? Like, their scouts, Dubois. Man. Dubois was playing pretty well. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I'm not – we'll see what happens with Vasilevsky. Uh, I always th- find him very intriguing as a goaltender because there are times where he's super hot, and then there are times where I'm like, really? So, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that who's going to be the winner. It's, I'm just saying it's going to – I think it's going to – it's not going to – there's no sweep going on. I think that's going to be a very tight series, as they yeah. pretty much most of these series have been.
3: No, absolutely. I mean, the way the playoffs have been going, they're probably going to be tight. Um, so we'll kind of just go through the last bit of series this year quickly. Um, Carolina, probably the hottest team in the playoffs right now. Uh, yeah, taking so, on the Boston Bruins, who won the President's yeah. Cup, and they're probably looking like the least hottest team right now. This will be a very interesting series, and you know what? I honestly can see Carolina coming out of this one. Yeah, uh, Boston doesn't get their shit together, and they don't have a lot of time to get their shit together. Um, Carolina can keep keep pot and they could still I, roll right through Boston.
4: I, I agree with that. And I also want to say that uh, I think the teams that have already played the five game series have a distinct advantage because they're already in that playoff mindset versus yep. like all these other round Robin teams are kind of like, Oh yeah, whatever. We're already in. We're just playing a different team every other night or whatever. Like I think it's a different mindset, but gee, I wanted to do a little throwback uh, to the training camp before the COVID cup started. Um, who was the team that was doing the knuckle crawls knuckle crawls
3: oh um, uh, yes I want to say it who was it
4: it was either Carolina or Las Vegas I'm pretty sure it was Carolina Car- Las Vegas has also been very hot
3: I thought it was Vancouver to be honest I don't remember but what I do it- remember that yeah
4: Uh, You know what, it could have been Vancouver, but I I just want to say that you guys laughed at me when I said, you know what, I like it. I think teams should be conditioning their guys.
0: I mean it's you we were laughing at that? Uh, I was. No, not, not you. Gio, <laughs> Gio
4: and another piece of shit friend that I got I'm not saying
0: that. Shit, shit oh, friend. okay cuz I'm like I don't remember that happening at all.
4: No, I said I said oh, I like it. I like that they're teaching them discipline and a work ethic and they were right. like, "Oh, they're professional athletes. They don't need to be doing knuckle crawls. This is ridiculous." And I was like, "Is it because like, I don't know, the team's doing pretty well right now." So I'm going to try to fact check that, go back and figure out who it was, but yeah. You know, might have a different conversation.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I I hope Boston stays injured, uh, and Carolina. What <laughs> I I want the worst for them. So like Same I, dude. you know, Carolina has a very weird owner, but you know Rod brindamore is a great coach. That team gels, and they act like you know they're a family. You in, in some senses, we're so, a family. We're family. <laughs> so, but the only thing, the only question mark, the only question mark I have for the Carolina Hurricanes is a net. You're a what that's the thing <laughs> the what the goalie i
3: said you're a what
0: we're a family oh <laughs> sorry back. Back
3: <laughs> to that.
0: Stuck on that. Um, okay Fuck it. all right <laughs> this is the family uh, you want to go said... to lake placid with <laughs> yeah
3: yeah yes and jimmy's one hell of a hockey player but i'm gonna send him home
0: <laughs> anyway we're back <laughs> Marazic, oh, there we go. I'm oh. not that sold on Marazic. Reimer, not so sold on him either. So, if, <laughs> well, there you go. So, um, you know what? Let's I like see. Grimer. Let's see. I'm, I, I'm, I'm really hoping and thinking that Carolina has a really good shot of putting the Bruins away.
3: Yeah. I mean, um, the biggest Hab fans here, uh, Mikey, <laughs> do you want to kick off your quick little analysis of uh, Philadelphia, Montreal? I mean, uh, Philadelphia yeah. – like I we were making fun of them at the beginning earlier in the year in studio uh they had the best odds to win the cup and look they and ran I the table finished
4: explaining that to a bunch of Has fans aka my family they're like <laughs> oh philadelphia it's no boston washington we're not too worried i was like hey. hey listen pal and like i said it comes back to how i think uh they structured their team yeah. uh to be in a way that they're not overly talked about in a negative or a positive way so that teams can come in underestimating them and, you know, they teach them a lesson. Um, That being said, the same thing that I said about the Pittsburgh Montreal series was that Carey Price, um, I mean, the guy was a stud. He he played pretty close to perfect, I think. Um, And I think it goes a long way when your goalie's playing like that. I don't know if it can go seven games. I think five games, they were probably, that's probably the limit for Carey Price. I think as soon as we add those next two games, he's either going to get gassed or uh, his team's just going to fall apart completely. Because to be honest with you, Montreal didn't look great. Uh, they had yes. lots of problems. They couldn't really get a, a good flow going. But right. like Columbus, they stuck in. They had a really good goalie. They you shut know, down they, centers. They, they shut down. They, sh- they, they played really good matchups. Suzuki played very well. Um, and they did have those few players step up. Yeah. Suzuki, one of them. Kakanyami, played very well. I thought Petrie was very good in this series, and I thought Shea Weber played pretty well as well. So, uh, but obviously, Carey Price is that—he's uh, that determining factor. Yeah. Um, he's kind of the independent variable. I think he's gonna—it's all gonna rely on him. So
0: the thing about Montreal, there's there's something that worries me about Montreal, and there's something that's a little bit optimistic. I'll start with the thing that worries me. Montreal was 0 for 12 in their power play against the Penguins, a Penguins team that was completely discombobulated. You cannot have that going into a, fly, a Philadelphia Flyer series, best of seven. Now, having said that, and I know it's take it for what it's worth, but when the regular season they faced off against each other three times, twice Montreal lost in overtime, and then their latest matchup was uh, a 4-1 victory in which I thought that the Habs played pretty well. So they are. F- quite familiar with how to beat this team. Now, again, this team has pretty gotten pretty hot right off yeah. the hop in the qualifying, uh, in the round robin. So you you have to, like, think about that. Um, but they also, they have to, they have to, they have to get and to play, like, a good hockey player. Their defense, I still think, is a little, makes me a little nervous with Ouellette and Sherrod.
4: Yeah, absolutely. They have
0: to fine-tune that because they were lucky, that the Penguins were playing like they were just having a cup of coffee because that's not going to cut it in a seven-game series against the Flyers.
4: Yeah, I agree. I think Sharap actually picked up his game in the last in, in the last game that he played. Um, yeah. But and I also like like even like Montreal's players like Leckanin and Byron that add just like a little bit of flair. Yeah. Like they're not big names. That's the thing with Montreal; they're, they're they they do not have any like huge household names other than Shea Weber, Carey Price. So they do it by committee. Yeah, and that's exactly right. Like, you kind of band together as a as a bunch of misfits or like as a bunch of... It's kind of like the same thing that Vegas went through when they went to the Stanley Cup. It's like kind of like a bunch of guys that the other teams kind of just said, here, you can have these guys. Uh, and they were like, yeah, and they fired them up a little bit. So I think they can have that edge as well. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think it'll be interesting. I think it'll be a fun series to watch. I don't think Montreal is going to win, uh, but I do think they have a chance because they have the Jesus in net.
3: Yeah, fair fair enough. Um, Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Another one I like here uh, the Islanders and the Capitals, the final (laughs) one we're going to in the Eastern Conference. uh, The Barry Trotts, he's going to be facing his old team. I don't think they played each other in the playoffs last year. um, So this will be a first for him and for both these teams. Um, The New York Islanders, they won their uh, opening round against the Florida Panthers. So that makes Uh. the Islanders. they won a series in Toronto before John Tavares did. Um, if you yeah. want to count it as a playoff series. Yeah, they've
0: gotten farther than John Tavares ever did in Toronto too.
3: <laughs> yeah. Anyway. What does um, that say about him? Anyway, yeah, yeah. Before
0: we go down that Way kind of too
4: yeah. soon.
3: Um, so, yeah. The Islanders and Caps, this will be a good series. Um, the Capitals, they were looking pretty good as well. Um, maybe not as well as they'd hoped in uh, the, qual- the round robin. Yeah. And the Islanders, well, I mean, Florida, they weren't really – were they ever – kind of here all year. They're kind of like the Leafs. They were very inconsistent all year. Yeah. Bobrovsky just, well, too many Moscow mules. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they're going home. And Dale Talon has parted ways with the organization. His contract was set to aspire. Um, so Florida's kind of a little bit of a mess right now. Would have been nice for them to win the lottery pick, I guess, but – might be another player for their career to ruin um yeah, they wouldn't let florida win that lottery pick i don't know if they had any hand in
4: fixing this situation yeah.
3: but. but uh the islanders and the caps it'll probably be a good gritty series you know Obi's yeah. gonna be throwing the body tom wilson's gonna be throwing the body um and then almost everyone on the islanders because just that's just how Lou that's likes just his who they are yeah, yeah they exactly. are who we thought they were yeah um they got some offensive talent pajot has been a very nice piece for them uh, Complained very, well. Bar- very well. well Played yeah. very well. Barzal's been playing very well. You know they got a great captain and leader, and Anders, Anders lead. he might yeah. he might not be the biggest name, but guy gets it done. He's the captain, yeah. leads by yeah. example. It'll yeah. be a good series. I don't know who's going to come out of this one on top. I, I would I think lo- kind of weird. It's I kind of like to see the Islanders come out, but part of me wants to say it's going to be Washington. But I can see this going seven games for sure.
4: Yeah, I completely agree. I actually am going to tilt it a little bit in the Islanders' favor. Uh, only because I just uh, the same thing like like you mentioned the grit the grind the hard work the hustle you got Big Lou uh, at the head of that team and I think he does a pretty good job I mean I also just kind of want to stick it to that guy on Twitter who was you know running his mouth off about how Lou Lamorello went to the Islanders and shat the bed and I'm like, dude, they're doing pretty well. I don't know if you watch hockey or not, but like they're (laughs) doing pretty well and they're a pretty solid team. And they, have they've, you know, they stuck it to us pretty much every time we've played them. So uh, I think, I think they got what it takes. And I also think Washington is a team that uh, they have a lot of big names and they have a lot of stardom and and a lot of championship mentality. And I think there's just a lot of big clashing egos. And I, I honestly think that that can be dangerous for a team like the, like the Capitals or the Leafs or even Tampa Bay. Like, I think that's, I think there's like a, a, a point where it's, it's too much. So it starts to hurt the team after a while, but
0: you know, we'll see. The Islanders are they—they they don't score a lot of goals, and I think that's their best chance. Like keep it low scoring, kind of like right. how Montreal kept it low scoring, and that's exactly. you know that the way that they were gonna, that I said they were going to win. I think that's what the New York Islanders have to do there. I can go on a whole ta- tangent about what's going, what happened with the whole Dale Talent thing, but today's not the episode for that. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Keep it low scoring. Uh, Pajot has been a, a good acquisition. They paid an arm and a leg for him, and not only is he good on the ping pong table, but he's also good on ice.
3: <laughs> yeah that's a good point um we'll move on to the west quickly um Arizona Colorado we got Phil Kessel versus Nazem Kadri. Um, Easy Nazem, Nazem Kadri. yeah you think so Colorado's gonna sweep for Mikey there um I think Colorado um, going kind of go through in five or six but Nazem Kadri. I kind of gonna ride on the Colorado bandwagon I think Colorado's gonna win the cup this year and Nazem Qadri will just go on the list of Leaf players who left and ended up winning Stanley Cups. Yep, you're he'll absolutely join, right. He'll join Phil Kessel. He'll join, Ty, join Tyler Bozak. He'll join <sighs> Carl Gunnarsson. And there's probably oh a couple other players. Alexander
0: Steen. Listen, Alexander I wanna, Steen. I just yep. want
4: to point out that Nazem Kadri's in the playoffs. Jake Gardner's in the playoffs. Yep. James Reimer is in the playoffs. Tyler Bozak is in the playoffs.
3: Have you seen Jake?
4: <laughs> Phil Kessel's in the
3: playoffs. I yeah. mean... Anyway, uh, uh, I, I, I really like Colorado. They've been playing well. Um, they looked really, really good in the round robin. Shout out and- to
4: uh, my boy uh, and future Hall of Famer Nazem Khadri for scoring with <laughs> 0.1 seconds left to give uh, the Avalanche
3: the game-winning goal.
0: That's a fucking legend. That's a grinder. That's the
3: kind of guy I want on my team. Yep. So me and Mikey oh. have Colorado winning. What about you, Cac?
0: Darcy, Arizona Coyotes will go as far as Darcy Kemper will yes. let them. Yep. Nashville played their hearts out, couldn't get through to Darcy Kemper. I think that the Colorado Avalanche are going to find a way to solve Kemper and put, and you know, put these Coyotes down. I don't see how, you know... Well, I don't put, care. put them down. Put them down. Why not? They're going to get put down by an avalanche. Um, yeah, so exactly. so I, I really think that Colorado is a much better team than the Predators. And the Preds did play pretty well. But Arizona, you can only sustain that kind of goaltending for so long. And look, I don't, by no means do I suggest that this is going to be a blowout. I think that they're going to be tight games. And I think it's going to be a close series. But I don't see that because I've watched a bit of that series with Nashville and the Arizona Coyotes. And I don't see Arizona taking over the Colorado avalanche like they did against Nashville.
3: Right.
4: I agree. Yeah. Next. It's going to be a good one.
3: <laughs> yeah. Next, the Next one's pretty good as well because it's the Vegas Golden Knights and the Chicago Blackhawks. Yes. Um, a franchise that is only a couple years old and they've been on Quite a run. Um, it's yeah, they made the playoffs
4: been, every year. Good for them. Five. They
3: went to a cup <laughs> final in their first year. Let's not forget that. And yeah, exactly. Throwing a little shit at our buds. Um, we did. Get out of here. We. Um,
0: <laughs> I get congratulations whenever Montreal goes into the playoffs and wins a round. Oh, wait. You wouldn't know that. <laughs>
3: um, so yeah, uh, Robin Leonard former Blackhawk and now Golden Knight this will be kind a, of interesting.
0: I, I love Robin Leonard,
4: man. It'll
3: be interesting if it'll come down to a goaltending kind of difference well, in this series.
0: It's very interesting for isn't it funny for I just want to say this that the teams that sold huge at the deadline are in the playoffs like Montreal and Chicago. Anyway, but Robin Leonard, is he going to be the guy going forward or Marc-André Fleury? Like who are, I, I guess it doesn't matter who they're I don't think go it, with.
4: I legit was just going to say it doesn't matter. They're both reliable. They've,
0: yeah, they've been playing well in front of Leonard. They've been playing well in front of Flurry. So right. that's a team that you know what they were gelling and they were t- and they, they you know there's a reason why they were first in the uh, in the round robin. Um, in terms of Chicago, I think you know they're going to put up a good fight, but again, you can only sustain that for so long. And I think that Vegas learned something from the San, uh, the San Jose Sharks series last year. They don't want to replicate something like that again. But you know what? The way that Chicago uh, is going to win this, not by defense, by offense, by taking the game and throwing it in their face, the way that Edmonton kind of had to go backwards and be like, whoa. Because they were just completely surprised by how much force that Chicago was giving them. So I agree. You know what? I, I I like either team in that's in this scenario, but I, Vegas. It's hard to bet against Vegas just because yeah. of how they've been doing so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think I think that's a solid analysis,
4: Kak. Um, Thanks. But I I think <laughs> I think the yeah, I I said this from the beginning. I think Chicago can they they have the uh, ability to upset any other team. I think they underperformed this year, and I think that that win against Edmonton, that series win can give them the confidence that they need to say, Hey, we can beat Connor McDavid and Leon dry to two of the best players in the world right now. Yeah. Uh, we can fucking beat everyone because Crosby's out and Matthews is out. So, I mean, I, I think the sky's the limit for Chicago right now. I, I think they're going to, I actually think they're going to beat the Knights and I think they could actually be a serious cup contender. Honestly, I do.
3: Yeah. I mean, at this rate, anything can kind of happen and they've already, I guess, pulled off an upset, used to say they can't do it again. Usually, a team with the hottest goalie ends up going on a run, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. But uh, our last two series, we've got Calgary and Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, that's That should be a good one. Um, Calgary, you know, I don't want to say they got lucky with Shifley and Lina getting uh, hurt, but it definitely helped them. Um, but you got to give them credit. I think there was one or two games they got four-plus past Connor Hellebuck. And Connor Hellebuck, I mean, he was going to – the, the jets were gonna go as far as Connor Hellebuck was gonna take them. Um there's only so much he could do. So you feel for him. But Calgary Maybe Dallas, in- this should be interesting. Um I I'm I'm not really sure who'd taking this one. I could see this one going seven games, but I think it's it's gonna come down to goaltending. Um is Ben Bishop yeah. really gonna be able to hold his own?
0: Well is Ken and- Talbot gonna be
4: able to handle it. Well hold that's the thing exactly, right they're yeah. both shaky. I think Ben Bishop is the
3: better goalie. I don't
4: like him but I just cause he's a former Tampa Bay Lightning guy. But I just don't like them, but I also think uh, I I think that where was I going with this? What were we talking about? Goaltending, shakiness Goal of oh, Ben yeah. uh, I just think Dallas is going to win. I, I that's it. That's all I got.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, the Flames are they're, They they have a little bit of bite and they have a bit of a bit, a bit of an edge, but Dallas, you know, they got a few forces out there that I think can kind of put the Flames out, as they say. Uh, <laughs> the Flames did get lucky. They got lucky. They got lucky. No line. A no Shifley. That's two of their best, two of the three best players of the Winnipeg jets roster. It's it's pretty much the story of the jets this entire season. Well, uh, like Hellebuck, I mean, the
4: guy was like, oh, they're going to have to work really hard to score a goal on me in game four, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Oh. And, then, and then they fucking lit him up. So don't I kind of – I, I didn't, didn't really feel bad for him, but I
3: was like, ah, that sucks.
4: You
0: don't you know? tempt the hockey gods like that. Correct. I agree. There's you another don't, you example. Don't, you don't
3: tempt any sports gods because Brooks Kepka on the PGA Tour, he did the same thing on Saturday night after his third round. Uh, they asked him about Dustin Johnson, who was in the lead, and Dustin Johnson, obviously, Mr. Gretzky now. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, he pretty much asked him. He said, you confident? He goes, well, you know, he's only won one, uh, so I think I'm pretty confident. And then Brooks Kepka went on to shit his pants and shoot, <laughs> and shoot like three or four over par. He was irrelevant after, like, the eighth hole. So it just goes to show you, don't piss off the sports gods. Agreed. Um, but well, in the final...
0: Sorry, go ahead, Cac. I just, well, it leads into what you were saying. Like, Vancouver against the Wild. Yeah. When well, the Wild were up in the last game of the series, the NHL already put on their their, their website, the their, like, the, the game five. Like, the start time was going to be 1045 and all that. And I went to bed. I was watching that game, but I was really tired. I'm like, you know what? Vancouver's going to win tonight. NHL just sealed their fate. Yep. And sure enough, they won in overtime.
3: Yeah, that's – yeah. I mean, Vancouver's going to have their hands full taking on the defending Stanley cup champions in Ooh. St. Louis. But like Mikey said before the Vancouver and all these other teams, they've already been in playoff mode for a couple games. Now you would hope teams like St. Louis and Colorado and all the other qualifying or round Robin team. Sorry. Uh, would play with some playoff jam. So it'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see. It's, it's kind of like a changing of the guard. St. Louis is the more veteran looking team. They're defending champions. And then you got it with Craig Berube. I know he's a newer coach, but he's a veteran grizzled guy. Um, the style of hockey just reflects on the way the Blues play. But then you got Travis Green. I know he was he was a great NHL hockey player, but he's a young coach. He had success at the minor league team um, in the AHL. But uh, he's got a lot of young guys, and they got a lot of talent, kind of like the Leafs. Yeah, but they
4: seem to band together.
3: Yeah, I mean, it'll be a really good series. I, I, I'm going to see, or I want to say St. Louis is coming out of that one, but I could see it going six or seven games. Vancouver can give them a run for their money, but that's if Vancouver Fair. decides to play like the way they should.
4: I'm just going to
0: keep it short and say I have th- I Vancouver winning. Wow. Whoa! He's not even going to okay. back it up. He's just going to leave yeah. it at that. Well, you know what? Uh, Tyler Toffoli was injured, was he not?
3: I think he was, yeah. So
0: if Tyler Toffoli is injured, uh, is healthy, sorry, and Brock Besser, you know, like they have depth on the wings, they can keep that going, then they can give him a fight. I, still, I know St. Louis hasn't looked that great in the, qual- in the round robin, but you know what? Now these games matter. Right. I I think the round robin was deceiving for a
4: lot of those teams. Boston, St. Louis, they're continually, they've been continually contenders every year. So, well, they weren't playing like they,
0: they weren't playing like themselves. So I, I don't want to bet against the blues just yet, but I can see like, you know, Vancouver, JT Miller, um, Yekka Markstrom, those guys are dark horses. Um, so we'll see what happens. But I, I, really, I really don't want to bet against the St. Louis Blues because they have been really good all year. And Agreed. That's it. Yep, no, and I, that's that.
3: I, Sorry, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just setting up um, what we're going to get into now. Yeah. Um, so face Let's off, we, start, we started the new listener of the month. Um, mm. We have our inaugural listener of the month. Um, so you will about to hear. You are about to hear from our our new friend of the show. Yeah, I don't want to un- hear it unwillingly. Um, friend of the show, Thomas Rickus, Uh He's been all over our Twitter page. You guys can go follow him. We'll get him to plug his uh, Twitter. So uh, without further ado, the inaugural Face Off Listener of the month.
1: He deserves an intro. <laughs>
3: The man has finally made his appearance.
0: <laughs> Look who it is.
3: The biggest troll in face off hockey podcast history. But you know what?
0: We're definitely a
3: loyal listener, and this is uh, well deserved, well earned. Uh, Thomas Rickus, welcome to the show, the inaugural listener of the month.
2: Hello, all, wheels. Hey, <laughs> hey, listen, I'm honored, <laughs> big fans of your stuff. I am definitely not a troll. I'm a truthful. I've been over this multiple times with you guys. I, I speak only the truth, but uh, no, I, I'm glad to be on here. I like your guys' stuff.
3: Yeah. Hey, thanks, I mean, bro. well, that, that, thanks. Yeah. That's why we chose you. I mean, you've been tweeting at us for the, honestly, ever since we started almost. Oh, look at that flex. Huh? Um, and yeah, he's got the championship gear on. I got the Raps jersey and well, Thomas has informed us. He wants to talk a little bit of basketball and maybe the comparison of one unreal franchise and one complete train wreck. Um, so I guess Thomas, the floor is yours. Start off the conversation. Where do you want to start?
2: I mean, one's a winning franchise, one's an absolute <laughs> joke. Uh, you think it's as simple as that? That's it. All
4: right.
0: Thanks for coming on. All
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're muted. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> <See> you, <buddy. laughs>
3: I mean, he's not wrong. Is he wrong? Ah, yeah. uh, no,
4: absolutely oh. not.
2: And you know what? I I I've never. And Lascara Catchemo can uh, can attest to this. I was That's never a huge not, hockey okay. guy. <laughs> I was more of a basketball guy growing up. I had to deal with people that loved hockey my entire life. True, um, uh, but but I still I still watched it. I still enjoy. I still cheer for the Leafs. Don't get me wrong. I'm a Toronto sports guy through and through. I just it's it's honestly embarrassing to watch what happens. And I think of a large part of it as fans like Lascara that just every year oh I hear God. I hear how crazy good they're. Oh,
4: okay. That's just not true.
2: I mean, look look at the flag behind you. I
4: I actually thought about taking it down. Yeah. I'm not sure. Why would you take
3: it down? How dare you? Because I'm a
4: fucking shame, Giovanni. I'm (laughs) ashamed of my team.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, there's really no explaining because me and Mikey, we were yelling about this just about an hour ago. There's no sense yelling and screaming because honestly, this is just something we're used to. And I'm going to bring this into basketball, the NBA and the Raptors. And, they're kind of turning into what the Raptors were before they traded DeMar DeRozan, before they trade, got rid of Dwayne Casey. Um, they're just going to keep bringing back the same guys, and that's the definition of insanity, trying the same thing over <laughs> and over again and expecting different results. Um, so, uh, Thomas, I know you kind of joked with us on Twitter saying maybe the Leafs need to hire Masai for $2 zillion Um <laughs> Do you think... Do you think At least, yeah. With, I'm not saying, like, you don't have to go in-depth into hockey <laughs> knowledge here, but do you think... Just knowing from a general sports perspective, you think Kyle Dubas has got to do something to shake up this team, just like what Masai did a couple years ago?
2: Yeah, I think the comparison to the Raptors is is pretty good. The only thing is, the Raptors was make were making it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, I was yeah. just going to were winning right? winning series, winning series. Yeah. Yeah. the winning they,
4: series that were always relevant, and that's just not the case here.
2: They they just happened to run into the best basketball player of all time and just couldn't ever beat LeBron. Like it just that's what it was. And I don't and we talk about this all the time the parody of hockey and stuff like that. There is no one team. I guess the Bruins they can't really beat ever but (laughs) I think there's got to be something. And I don't know if it's, I I don't know if it's a coaching thing. I don't know if it's their players or anything like that, but it just seems like whenever the moment is big, all these players that they're paying millions of dollars to just don't show up. Yeah. They They crumble. They crumble
4: under pressure. And you said, you don't think that it's your, you don't, you don't know if it's the coaches, the players, the GM, Mm -hmm. let me put this clear. We change coaches, we change GMs and we're still going through the same shit. So Obviously, it's, it's, a, it's a culture it's thing in the dressing room. and
2: But I think the culture thing comes down to exactly what you just talked about. And I think that was the, the, the Dubis experiment, which is still, I mean, don't get me wrong, I think he's going to do good things and don't get rid of him by any means, but... I just don't know where that culture piece. I'm scared doesn't agree. I don't know where that culture piece is missing. Well,
4: it it, come, it comes from the top, right? I think right? It, I think it starts at management. I think it starts at your general manager. It starts at him throwing big money at William Nealander, big money at uh, Mitch Marner, and the other team. I or the other players kind of look at it and say, "Oh, okay, maybe he's a pushover. Maybe I don't actually have to do what he's telling me to do, or what he wants to do, or I don't really have to align with his views. Whatever it is." I don't think I think he they, that he lacks respect from his players and mm-hmm. I, I think that's exactly where it starts whether you have Mike Babcock coaching or Sheldon Queeve coaching uh I don't think that's it joke. I don't think it matters it's, it's our joke now Kag I'm going to continue <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh you heard that okay. yeah yeah thought this was yeah up. but it
3: go, I'm going to bring it back to culture and you know Masai had to make that big decision uh trading a fan favorite a local well not local but he was drafted here developed here in DeMar DeRozan but you're going to have to make those big moves. And look, they brought in one of the best players in the NBA and honestly one of the, still one of the best players in the NBA, Kawhi Leonard. And yeah, you know, he gave them the shot against Philly and he dominated Giannis, but you need someone to push you over the edge. But more, furthermore, to my point is he's gone and the Raptors are still the same team. If, honestly, they might even be a little bit better. They got the, little, the championship mentality. Kawhi brought in the culture. He taught guys how to just tune everything out just play basketball. If you play to win, don't worry about anything else. Just do your job. And you know what? Yeah, he's gone. But I honestly think the heir, the ghost of Kawhi, still lives in the Toronto Raptors because they're just picking up right where they left off.
2: And, and I think a big point that people forget is, you know, Masai fired Dwayne Casey after a winning season. Coach after of the a, year. So after, yeah, yeah, just crazy, right? And brought in a, a, a D-League, worked his way up, Nick Nurse kind of guy. And this is where I think maybe hockey is a little bit different in the, in the people that play hockey, the personalities that play hockey. But I'm okay, not I'm sure that, that as well. But I, uh, what I'm wondering is, and maybe you guys can answer, answer this for me, is, you know, basketball, you've got more of like a player's coach versus like yeah. a Greg Popovich, who is just my way or the highway kind of guy. Right. What do the Leafs need? Do they need a guy to coddle them? Or do they need a guy? Well, yeah. Go ahead. Here,
0: sorry but I, that was going to be my question to you and you answered it with asking your question but uh the thing is they had a guy that challenged <laughs> yeah. them they right. had a guy that challenged the gm and everyone's yeah. feelings got hurt right so <laughs> then they get a guy who's sheldon keith which is like you know play you know you know hey i'm just Sheldon. And you know I how's it completely going completely agree and he's another puppet friggin thing he's another
4: pushover he's another roll. he's another rollover do whatever I, so, whatever they tell me to do
0: so your assessment of nick nurse now he's he is, what is your assessment of Nick Nurse? I just, should just say, because you just brought it up. You know, they fired doing yeah. the crazy coach of the year. They bring Nick Nurse and, you know, he, he gets a ship. But what, I, and I know for a very long time that you were the basketball guy at school. So what, how did you feel when that happened? And what exactly is it about Nick Nurse that is so special? I mean, I agree. I love Nick mm-hmm. Nurse, but mm-hmm. coming from a guy who's, you know, y- you were always the basketball guy. It was in your blood. What is that? What is he to you? What's your assessment of that?
2: Yeah, you know what? It, the biggest thing for them was just a change in the voice of the locker room, right? They, Dwayne Casey, credit to him. He's still a great coach and is a great coach. They yeah. just needed that little bit of change. And if you watch any interview with Nick Nurse, if you just listen to him talk, his biggest thing that he always says is he was, he was on uh, the herd with Colin Cowherd the other day. And I watched that interview and Colin asked him, he said, how do you make sure that the players don't get sick of your voice? Right. And his answer was, I don't talk. So he he offloads everything in practice. He says his assistants run it. He's just there watching. He said until like the second round of the playoffs last year, he didn't have much say in in very much. He was wow. there. He, obviously, he's the voice. Interesting. I, I like yeah. that. Yeah. So I mean, he surrounded himself with all these assistant coaches who have great pedigrees, yeah. right? And he puts his trust into them, which so if- I don't know if that's a if, a, if a Babcock did that or. Uh, whatever, Sheldon. Whatever you guys call it, Sheldon
0: Keith.
2: Right. Uh, <laughs> if they if they do anything similar to that, yeah. but like uh, like Hackmore said, it's just oh, said it's. It, I did say it right that time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, he knows it's, what your name is. I do. I do. <laughs> it It seems to me as though with the Leafs, with all these young guys, yeah. if there's any little bit of adversity like kakamal said they start to complain they start to cry it's like they just they fold, right they fold under pressure they get a little bit sad they get a little bit hurt so yeah go ahead No, continue your point oh no go ahead i was done
0: uh so now everyone like we always talk about uh, how messiah ujiri is one of the best executives bobby webster is actually the gm of the toronto raptors not a lot of people know that what exactly not kind of weird saying this but bobby webster what is his job then if masai ujiri is the one that's dealing left and right
2: i think it's similar to what nick nurse did he said here you go you take the reins i'm just gonna sit back if you want to consult with me great but he said masai take him and figure mm-hmm. it out yeah I, I, like
3: let's let's not get it twisted masai ujiri made the trade yeah. for Kawhi leonard not bobby yeah. webster 100 <laughs> He
4: was also in the in the in the boardroom trying to convince him to sign. I mean, he's the voice in there. Uh, But I also think the approach Nick nurse took was, I think it's brilliant. I mean, it's kind of like this overseeing presence on the team doesn't say much, but you know, he's watching, you know, he's listening, you know, he's picking little things up here and there. And if he doesn't talk to you, you're kind of like, shit, what does he think? Do I need to work harder? Am I, am I working hard enough? Do I kind of leaves that sort of, uh, it's kind of like a parasite planted in the back of their heads that is kind of saying, "Like, I don't know what the fuck this guy's doing, but I better, you know, prove myself to him, or I could be benched next game and not even really hear
2: about it until the day before." So, and, and don't get me wrong, Nick Nurse hit the lottery that the fact that he got to coach Kawhi Leonard, yeah. right? And I think he realized what happened with Kawhi in San Antonio, where again he's coming from a guy in Greg Popovich, one of the best coaches of all time. Right. But he is very my way or the highway. He will, you know, when, when Kawhi wanted to sit because he was hurt, Greg Popovich didn't like that. He made that known to the media, right? He's calling out his guys in front of the media. Nick right. Nertz, you never heard anything
1: like no. that. No, well, they, I, I they
2: think. They let him do whatever he wanted, right? And it, that's the culture thing, right? That's a player's coach. He's a player's coach to a certain sure. extent until he doesn't have to be.
4: For sure. So and I, I think, think that's
2: what the Leafs are missing is somebody that just hasn't figured out the role yet. Because, yeah, Babcock was one end. And now this other guy seems to be on the other end, but it's right. just it's just not working. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think
4: I think it's tough to compare those two types of coaches for, in basketball versus hockey. I agree. Uh, it, even in basketball, I think it's tough to compare because pops pops days with like Tim Duncan, for example. He was a very uh, I don't want to even say coachable because he was a fantastic basketball player, one of the best, one of my favorites um but he was very uh he was just a he, he he was able to kind of take what pop was doing and kind of roll with it and I think that basketball has a lot of egos where you know LeBron James is not that kind of player maybe Kawhi Leonard is not that kind of player he kind of just goes out and plays his game every night people talk to him and he he kind of will do whatever he wants anyways so I think it's I think there's uh, and and then hockey, for example, is very much like a team oriented sport. You can't really go in there and say nothing because these guys need some direction. Like you got so many lines that you're rolling out constantly that it's not just Kawhi Leonard, 30 minutes a game or LeBron James, 30 minutes a game. It's there's, there's tons of tons of different uh, variables at play in a hockey team versus a basketball team. So I don't know. I think there's a little bit of parity there, but I, I do agree with you. I think that, I think the Leafs need some discipline. It's been one of my it's been one of my arguments forever. Is that they're a bunch of spoiled brats who have always had everything <laughs> all right, all right, all right, handed all right. to them. I'm just saying. I, <laughs> I know
0: I
3: mean, we do. I like this. Is, I'm
4: I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 just agreeing with what
3: <laughs> I know. I know what Rico's know.
4: saying in the fact that I think they do need some sort of uh, uh, boss figure in there to tell them what to do.
2: And they do need direction. And I, I think what you're saying is somewhat true. I think you're a bit misleading with what you're saying about the difference between hockey and basketball. But that's fine. I mean, it, it is true. You know, one guy can really dominate hockey like they can in basketball. That's hundred percent right. true. But I think what, what the players on the Leafs need to be is more coachable by the sounds of it, but they also need somebody in there. That's giving them directive, which right. I think that mix is not happening. I mean, you see it. You see it, the fact that they blew the 3 nothing lead. Oh,
3: dude, it's been like this for 10 yeah. years. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, Fair you're enough.
2: right. You're, you're actually, you actually make a valid point,
4: though. I mean, there's so many players with different personalities. They learn differently. They're, they're used to being coached certain ways. And then you kind of bring them all together versus basketball is kind of like there's one guy that you kind of have to cater everything around, and then the other players kind of have to follow suit, do their job. And sort of help this guy perform properly. That's kind but, of the way it is.
2: But that's the complete opposite of what the Raptors are right now. They lost that one guy, and they have a better winning record. And it's just because of culture, right? All those guys in those lock in that locker room, well, a lot of older guys, but a lot of young guys too, who are like, okay, I'll follow Kyle Lowry's lead. I'll follow Serge Ibaka's lead. I'll right. listen to Nick Nurse when he does talk. Right. Right. Where I don't know what is that missing piece in the lead? Yeah. Like you tell me. I, I really. Well, I, I don't, I don't,
4: I don't have the answer, but yeah. I will have to agree with you that I, I actually think the Raptors' success is be is because of of them being able to come together and actually work as a team. I mean, part of my stigma with basketball is that I think that they're constantly focused on one player, aka LeBron or Kawhi. But I think yeah. that if they took a more of a, a team approach, like the Raptors are, it, it's not, it's not like you're, you're, they're telling you to go cover this guy. It's a team effort. They play defense together. They score together. They pass the ball. Like I think that's I think that culture can work for more basketball teams that they haven't implemented yet. Also you know what I
0: mean? also the American media has really, you know, they've undervalued what the Raptors are that even last year. Yeah, so but crea- who, cares? An who cares? us and but it creates an us forever. versus them kind of mentality yeah. is what I'm trying to get at, right? Yeah. So players thrive uh, you know, for that. And they
3: got they got the biggest uh I forget the word, it's on the tip of my tongue, but they got the biggest assurance basically when LeBron said, you know, the league's aware what the Raptors are. They're champions for a reason, regardless if Kawhi left or not. Um, right. But, yeah, we'll kinda we'll kind of leave it at that. So Thomas, inaugural listener of the month, I guess you're official a friend of the show now.
2: I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it. I wanna ask I wanna ask all of you guys just yes. one question before I leave. Yeah. Well sure. Yeah. Yeah, I want. I want an answer. I want an answer from all of you'll you get one. If I gave you guys one year as the GM of the Leafs, what Ooh. is your what is your plan? What right, give me like a few sentences? Well, yeah,
3: we'll try and make this quick in like yeah. one sentence. So I'm gonna fire off the hip. In as my as my job as general manager of the Leafs, <laughs> I am looking to trade Mitch Marner. I'm looking to trade William yeah. Nylander, and I'm honestly reconsidering not. It's resigning Freddie Anderson at the end of next year.
4: Bold, Mike, bold move, Cotton. A lot of uh, bold moves. Uh, hey, Jamar DeRozan quiet. Is- the
3: moves have got to happen at some point.
4: I, what I would do is I would uh, I would trade Neilander. 100%. He's gone. I don't want him on my team anymore. I'm sick of you. You're a fucking parasite and a cancer in this room.
3: That's your uh, one sentence.
4: No, I'm not done yet. It's commas. These are all commas. Um,
3: Run run on sentence. sentence.
4: I'm going to try to offload John Tavares for some good pieces as well. Uh, And I'm going to name Austin Matthews as my captain. And and then I'm going to have Morgan Riley leading our D, leading the the power play. And then I'm going to bring in some solid defensemen. You don't have to score goals. You don't have to be Tyson Berry. Uh, You just need to play defense. That's your fucking job. So play it, do it. Yeah. Uh, and then that's pretty much it I mean I would leave the pretty much the core group intact get get rid of some of the younger Swedes or whatever and then that's it
0: uh, for me I wouldn't uh... Geo has made some bold moves, but I, I would definitely not re sign Barry or CeCe. I've used that cap space to look I for some. I thought that some... was just a
3: given. <laughs> well, <laughs> right. Oh,
0: well. But then I would start to explore because these kind of negotiations take time. Start to explore looking at what I could get for Marner versus what I could get for, t- for Tavares. Uh, the thing I like about Marner's game is that he is willing to backcheck to the point where he's actually saving shots when the net is empty. Right. right. Whereas Tavares. Tavares, we've seen, look what New York has done without Tavares. So I, yeah, yeah. I would never have signed Tavares also. I was in the camp that didn't like that Toronto signed Tavares. I'm not even a Leaf fan. So I would try to see what exactly I could get for a guy like Tavares, see if I could get a premier defenseman and some picks out of that because you know what, we're going to be strapped to the cap for a while. There's also some guys coming up that, you know, you do need to resign and then start to explore what other goaltenders <laughs> Are going to be on the market and start to explore what uh, Freddie Andersonless Leafs team could look like, and then go from there. The first year, it's hard. You know, I mean, Dubas kind of went and got Tavares because he wanted to stick it to Lou. So I, I wouldn't yeah, he be got so horny. quick.
4: He fucking pulled the trigger. That's what happened.
0: Well, that's what teenagers do, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so, so I would start exploring those options, but I would look into Tavares uh, first before I would think about shipping Marner. I'm not... I agree. I still, I still want to give Nylander another year to see what he can do because he did make some strides this year. I think game five, he looked a little lost because all, all of a sudden they put him center so
3: yeah my, my closing thoughts good luck trying to move that 11 million dollar no move no trade uh, yeah well full so circle,
4: it ain't, it ain't, fuck you do it, and... it ain't
2: it ain't happening but anyway <laughs> i hope um, dubis listens to this podcast for you yeah I'm, I mean, I'm, sure, lot, I'm sure those are a I'm lot of sure, good ideas, i'm then. sure he <laughs> listens to
3: our analytical inputs i i, like I it, was well. <laughs> a big fan of hit
4: I, I i tried to give him the benefit of the doubt i was rooting for him and he fucking choked so
3: yeah i don't know Whatever. Well, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. Everything's gonna play out in due time. Um, we
2: got twenty more years of losing yeah. ahead
3: of us. To, and the to Raptors will have out. two more championships by then, at and least. a couple yeah. Hall of Famers. Um, but anyway, Thomas, already. Thomas, thank you for being our inaugural listener of the month. Keep, uh, oh, yeah. keep listening to the show. Yeah. Keep tweeting uh, at us, and this. you know, get everyone else on the bandwagon. Um, we'll oh, go man. by me, then Mikey, then Cac, then Thomas. You can give your Twitter handles. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Writer Giovanni.
0: At Mike underscore Lasko. At the double underscore CAC. As for my live, where I was laughing for two minutes when they were shaking hands for the Leaf game, I don't care. It was hilarious as fuck.
2: (laughs) And uh, at TrickyRicky5, come on classic. A lot of different pictures of golf courses, a lot of gambling tips. Um, You'll find it all. And a lot of Leafs hate, which seems to be a good thing on this podcast.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
3: absolutely. This you, guy. Could, you could follow all of us, follow Thomas to get that leaf hate um, at Face Off Puck Pod, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Face Off Hockey Podcast. Um, as we mentioned, yeah, Thomas, we also do a Yager salute. So you got to get ready to do a salute off. But I just yeah. want to mention, I got a quick note from our guests for next week. Hey, easy. More shit, <laughs> <laughs> It's a big deal what we're going to be doing. I know, I know. So, I know. so episode 34, um, we just got to mention that Aaron, and Ransom will be calling in live from the LA podcast as they attempt their world record uh, Guinness world record for longest live streaming podcast. They're aiming to go 53 hours and you know what he just told me it's brought to them by Red Bull. I don't know if that's an actual thing that's real or not or if it's a joke like we had Peloton sponsoring us but um, (laughs) that's pretty cool so be turned to tune into that episode and uh, ladies and gentlemen as we get ready to sign off Thomas we gotta do the Yager salute.
2: Salute